Welcome back to the Baseball Plug. I'm your host, Micah Fleischman. Alongside me, my co-host and good friend, Nicholas Bear. Nick, how's it going? Dude, I'm doing great. We got Dodgers-Giants National League Division Series. First week in the MLB playoffs is almost done with. Chargers just came off a very exciting win and improved to 4-0 over the 4-1 over the Cleveland Browns. Everything's going well for me. How are you today? Good. Been a minute since uh been a minute since we sat down and did this, huh? So it's gonna be interesting to see yeah, how first time see since I moved into college. It'll be interesting. Well, uh, we do have a lot to talk about. We've as Nick already covered in the soft open. The playoffs, they're underway. The NLDS, we're not going to talk about the wild card. I'll give you the recap right now. The Yankees lost, and uh, and so did the Cardinals. There's your wild card recap. So uh, we're going to talk some NLDS playoff baseball. No one gives a fuck. Um, we're going to talk about some, some playoff baseball, and uh, let's hop in. So we'll start on the American League side playing actually right now, I believe, is Houston and Chicago. And Houston's got a 2-0 lead over the White Sox. And, Nick, both of those games have been very lopsided. They have been Houston games, Houston's game to win, and they've won both of them, 2 nothing, And they're going to try to sweep the ass, or sweep the White Sox in Chicago. Yeah, well, you know, great teams do what they have to do in the playoffs. They win at home. They not just win at home, they win convincingly at home, dominate at home. And now another thing that great teams do is when you have a chance to close out a series, you do it on your first chance. You don't allow a team to get any signs of life. So I'm looking for the Astros tonight to come out attacking. I'm looking for them to come out and score a lot of runs. I'm looking for electrifying pitching. And I'm thinking we're going to see a sweep. Yeah, I mean, and how interesting would that be? Because the two biggest powerhouses, the Yank, uh, the two biggest expected powerhouses to come out of the AL, I, I think were the, were the White Sox and the Yankees, were they not? And how interesting would it be for both of those teams to not win a single playoff game? Yeah, that would be huge. I mean, you can all, you know, I guess, I don't know if a lot of people underestimated the Astros or it was just because it's the first year back with fans since the whole cheating scandal, but no one really was talking about them as a good team. I mean, you know, you had lost Garrett Cole to the Yankees. Justin Verlander has been gone all year with Tommy John surgery. Zach Granke, while still solid, isn't the guy that he used to be, but their bullpen has stepped up big time this year for them. And they've made some noise and they've proved this all wrong that, you know what, maybe they can get some stuff done without cheating. Uh, we think, we think they're not cheating. Sure, uh, but okay. yes, for baseball, I honestly think it's great though, that uh, we're not seeing all the powerhouse teams doing what they're supposed to do and seeing some of these other teams have some success. Yeah. And I'll be the first to, I'll be the first to admit that I did not think that the Astros were a good ball team, a good ball club. I did not think that they, they had a deep enough bullpen. I didn't think that their pitching was nearly good enough to get them to where they are. You knew they were going to hit. That's a given. You know, they look at this park they play in for starters and look at half their lineup. They're going to hit regardless. Fine, whatever. I didn't think they'd be able to pitch. And they have. They've proven me wrong. They've proven a lot of people wrong. And how interesting would it be if the Astros go back to, to the World Series and make it interesting or even win it. How, how would that look for baseball? That'd be very interesting. I, you know, 
obviously can't root for them, but it's fun to watch from a distance. I think it would shut all the fans up, honestly. Because I, not you shut know, with Dusty, up. with Dusty Baker as the manager, I highly doubt they're cheating. So, um, I mean, never say never. I guess it's still possible. It's still possible for any team. But yeah, I mean, I think the Astros have come out this season with fans in the stadiums again, and they feel like they have a chip on their shoulder and they have something to prove. And as of right now, they look like the most dominant team in the playoffs. It's going to be interesting. I, I really want to, to see how today unravels from they are starting their warmups right now. Um, it is Cease is going for Chicago, and it seems like Luis Garcia is going uh, for Houston. So Garcia is interesting. I believe he's a rookie. Um, yeah, he's a rookie, and he's getting his first post. Uh, he's getting his first postseason um, starting appearance, he's made one appearance before, two innings pits, a strikeout, no run given up. So, uh, putting the twenty-four-year-old in a big in a big spot, Nick. You know what? I trust what Dusty's doing. Um, Lance McCullers stepped up for them in Game One. Uh, who pitched for them in Game Two? I'm not exactly sure. I, my guess is Granky, but I can double check that for you. It just one. Yes, minute. I think it was that Granky. Okay, Lance McCullers. Actually, Lance McCullers has stepped up for them all season. He's become the ace of that team in the absence of Justin Verlander. So Lance McCullers stepped up game one. Zach Granky stepped up game two. The offense also stepped up game two, though. I'll admit Zach Granky didn't have a great game, but he kept them in it, and the offense did what they usually do. And now you got. This guy, Garcia, who has been amazing all year. Yeah, he's really shoved all year. And, and and that's something that I also wanted to touch up on. Like, this dude had a fucking incredible season. 167 punches in 155 innings, so he was eating innings. Whip at 1.17, ERA at 3.30. For all you losers that still care about win-loss ratio, he won 11 games. You know, he had a good season. And... um. Cease also had a good year. Uh, let's not discredit how good of a year Dylan Cease had. 13 and 7 for all you losers that care about win loss ratio, sub 4 ERA. He is a strikeout machine. 226 punches and 165.2 innings. He's a good ball player. So, two young guys, a 24 year old in Garcia and a 25 year old in Cease. And they're fighting. The White Sox are fighting. This is their. They have to win this game. It's literally, it's not one of those games where it's like, oh, this is a must-win game. If they don't win this game, they don't play until in, in, March. They got to they gotta win. And I don't know if they're going to ride their bullpen like crazy, but Cease, I like Cease a lot. He, he's in the 97th percentile in fastball spin, 92nd in fastball velocity, 86 in curveball spin. He gets people to chase. It's a high strikeout rate. He doesn't get hit very hard. People don't People don't slug well off him. And it's a good Houston lineup. And they are a good fastball-hitting lineup. And you saw what they did to Lance Lynn. Cease throws his fastball 46.8% of the time and his slider 30.6% of the time. They jumped on Lynn. I'm in, I'm very interested to see how, how, they go about, how they go about facing Cease. I like Dylan Cease going for the White Sox, but as you mentioned, they jumped on Lance Lynn in game one. They, they got on Lucas Giolito game, too. I mean, they made him work. They didn't really slug off of him, 
but they made him work. They were patient. They battled out some at bats. They got on base. They made him tired. They got him out of the the game a little earlier than I'm sure the White Sox wanted to take him out. Uh, so it's going to be another tough day for Dylan Cease. And, you know, there's just something about the playoffs that once the playoffs are here, it just seems like the Astros offense takes that next step. Like they're oh, yeah. always really good throughout the regular season. But then in the playoffs, they're just like really, really good. And, you know, that's – I know we don't like these guys, but that just says so much about guys like Jose Altuve, Yuli Gurriel, Alex Bregman, and all these guys. And don't forget Mike Michael Brantley, who wasn't with the team in 2017. They just got a bunch of guys who just know how to hit, know when they're supposed to get the hit, know what they're supposed to do, and aren't phased by the pressure of the playoffs. Oh, yeah. No, this is a very complete team, and they've got people all ages. They got Brantley, who's a veteran. Guriel, who we forget is like 36, 37 years old. Altuve, who's been in the league for what seems like forever. Correa, who's been in the league for a while, but still like 25, 26. And then they've got rookies and young guys. Chaz McCormick is playing out of his mind. Alex Bregman, I know he's not a rookie, but still relatively young. You know, it's a good ball club, and they've they they're fucking dangerous. I would not want to play Houston. I totally wouldn't want to play Houston. I wouldn't either. But you know, I my ideal World Series matchup is Astros Dodgers. I want to see that. Uh, the Astros took something from us four years ago, and I want that back. And there would be no better way to get it back than getting it against the Houston Astros. I 100% agree. Like, there was no better, like, that's the equivalent of the Yankees going out and beating them. You know, you, you want to beat the guys that stole something from you. Houston stole something from the Dodgers. Houston stole something from all those 29 teams, and we all want to beat them really badly we want to beat them and uh yeah uh scoreboard watch for those of you that care i mean obviously game will be done by now but 4-4 socks and rays go in the top of the 10th series is tied at one um but let's shift gears i I don't really think i want to talk that much about the red sox Rays series so we can save that for later. I do, however, want to talk Dodgers Giants, Nick. And I'll let you I'll let you have the floor for that. Monday, we go the Monday they go back to LA to play two. The series is not at one. LA really just they were shut down in game one off off of Logan Webb. And they bounced back very nicely off Gosman. So what was the adjustment that you saw the Dodgers that the Dodgers made between games one and two? Well, you know, I watched all the game one. I watched all the game two. It was pretty easy to see what they did or didn't do between the two games. In game one, they were swinging at everything. I mean, that's also a credit to Logan Webb, who be, who emerges the Giants' ace this season out of nowhere. I mean, the Giants had a bunch of street bums on the teams who, who just became really good players this year. But uh, the Dodgers were chasing everything. They couldn't lay off his slider. They couldn't lay off his sinker. They couldn't lay off anything that he was throwing them. They couldn't even hit it, even when it was in the strike zone. So they came out in game two, and what does Mookie Betts do to lead off the game? He works a six-pitch walk. The Dodgers took more quality at bats in game two, and it paid off. It put pressure on Kevin Gosman to make the pitches. He didn't make the pitches. We got the runs in. And what I really like about what the team did in game two, only one of our nine runs was scored off of a home run, and that was a solo home run by Will Smith. Other than that, We played baseball, I believe, the way baseball is supposed to be played. 
get on base, make the pitcher work, make him stressed out, go to that bullpen and get the base hits and knock the guys in. I really like how we turn that around uh, between games one and two. And I, I'm looking forward to us doing that again in game three. And it's Scherzer versus Wood. That's the matchup. Wood has actually had a, a decent season, a little bit of an injury-plate season, I'm guessing, just by looking at his innings pitch. He was out for COVID right. reasons. There he got go. COVID in the last month. There you go. 138 innings, 138.2, so 139 innings, 152 punches. ERA under 3.85, 10-4 for you losers that care about win-loss ratio. Obviously, we know how good of a season Scherzer had, Cy Young level. And uh, the Dodgers, they, this is a must-win game for both these teams. I think whoever wins this next game wins it all. Would you agree? I would agree with you because whoever wins this game, the loser of tomorrow's game is going to have to win two in a row against a team that won – over 105 games. If the Dodgers win, the Giants are going to have to win two games against a team that won 106 games, including one game in Los Angeles, where the Dodgers actually have a 16-game winning streak at home as of right now, right. Uh, going back to the end of the regular season. And if the Giants win, the Dodgers are going to have to go out and beat the, the, the Giants at home in game four, probably put out Walker Bueller in game four, and then you're going to have to go back on the road and win a game five against a 107 win team that really didn't lose much at home and that can probably put out Logan Webb for game five again. I don't neither Uh-oh. team wants to lose tomorrow because if either team that loses tomorrow, you're you're about as screwed as as it comes, honestly. You can't lose tomorrow. Scherzer has to go out. That's why they got Max Scherzer. They got this is him. why we got him, yes. This is why you got him. And he's he's gotta show up. It, it starts with Max Scherzer. And it does. If he sets them down first thing, one, two, three, and those bats get rolling, even if they score one or two runs, let Scherzer do his thing. He's going to shove, man. He, he, that's what he does. Yeah. He shoves. He's a good pitcher. He's really fucking good. He does, but I will say his last three starts, which is his last two starts in the regular season, his last start in the playoffs in the wild card game, he hasn't looked that good. Uh, I listened to. Uh, Admittedly, I LA, the Dodgers watched. channel. So. Um, and Scherzer allowed like 10 or 11 runs over his last two starts in the regular seasons and only went 4.1 innings in the wild card game and gave up three walks. Uh, he has been struggling with his release point lately. So I'm a little worried about him, but I do kind of feel like, you know, it's Max Scherzer. He should be able to figure this out. And if he just battles the way he did against the Cardinals, where even though he gave up three walks, he only gave up one run and 4.1 innings, that should be good enough for the Dodgers to win. I mean, look at that lineup up and down in the order. You got Betts, Seager, uh, (laughs) Trey Turner, Justin Turner. Unfortunately, Max Muncy is out. You got Cody Bellinger, who had a big two-run double yesterday, Chris Taylor, uh, A.J. Pollock, Matt Beatty, who is always clutch off the bench. Albert Pujols is probably going to start at first base against a lefty. Will Smith behind the plate as a catcher, one of the best catchers in the game. I mean, that's a deadly lineup. Yeah. And, and I mean, Scherzer's start against St. Louis wasn't like what we were expecting, but four and a third innings, one and run. He didn't have his A stuff. And the fact that he went four and a third innings and only gave up a run fucking great 
that's what that's that's what separates good pitchers from great pitchers. When you don't have your ace stuff, that you can go out there and battle for four or five innings and give up only a run. That, that's 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 going to be the difference. You know, I've been thinking about that a lot because I, I mean that's true. Uh, even Walker Bueller game one did not have his best stuff, but he battled. He gave us six six and a third innings, gave up three runs. I mean that's good enough to give your team a chance to win. Then last night, Julio Orias, I still don't think he had his best stuff either. He gave us five innings, five strikeouts. He even had an RBI single. He put the first run on the board for the Dodgers, actually. And he got us to win. I mean, there's almost every team that missed the playoffs. If they got those three performances out of their first top three pitchers in their rotation, those fans will take it every day. Absolutely. For me, I'm just like, Eh, it was okay, but I expect much better from these guys. Because look, Scherzer, Bueller, Orias, the Dodgers have three aces on one team. I wouldn't say Urias is an ace. He's a damn oh, good no. two. He's not an ace, though. He's not an ace. I think he is. I don't think he's an ace. I, I think for a lot of him. teams, maybe maybe not a contending team, but for for a fringe playoff team, I think he could he would be the ace on the team. Mm, and look, that's a I conversation know... for another day. I know that uh, a lot of people don't make a big deal anymore about uh, about uh, wins and losses for a pitcher. No, I no, 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 no. I will kick you off this fucking show. I swear to you. If you give me a win loss stat right now, I'll kick you off the show. I will. I will seriously remove you from the Zoom. I'm so serious. I'm not kidding. You hate it that much. I despise it. I'm oh so God. serious. I'll kick you off this. I'll no. kick you off this. The dude was an ace in the second half of the season after the foreign substance things went away. He went, he, he dude, allowed us a I chance to win a game every single time he went out. And that's why he got 20 wins on this. Nick has been put in the waiting room. Um, Cause by the way, we don't talk about win loss. We just don't do that. I'm going to bring him back. Let's see if he learned his lesson. Do you learn your lesson, Nick? 20 wins is impressive. Nicholas. Putting you back in the, this kid. He doesn't understand. Let's bring him back. He says one more thing. Just end, end the show right now. Nick. Yes. We're not doing win loss anymore, okay? You know it's impressive, though. You're just jealous because you're a Yankees fan and Garrett Cole fucked up for you guys in the wild card game. Nick, Nick has been put back in the waiting room. Anyway, we're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to talk about the other NLDS game. I'll bring him back. Just we'll talk about the other NLDS series. We'll talk, about the, we'll talk about the other NLDS series, and that is the Brewers versus... Uh, I don't even know the Braves. Yeah, the Braves, right? Um, series is tied at one. Next game is Monday, and that is in Atlanta. Freddie Peralta goes from Milwaukee. Ian Anderson gets the ball for Atlanta, and just like the Dodgers Giants, this is a game three that both teams need to win. And I see no reason, absolutely no reason, why the Brewers can't win. Like Freddie Peralta is going. Freddie Peralta is an ace on literally every team except for maybe three or four. He's a stud. He's really good at baseball. Ten and five this year for all you losers like Nick that care about win loss. Two point eight one ERA, twenty eight games, one hundred ninety five punches in one hundred forty four point one innings. 
A whip under one? Yes. That's what I'm talking about. This kid's 25. Ian Anderson, no slouch either. 128 innings pitched, 124 strikeouts. Anderson's a stud. He can shove. He's 23 years old. A whip under 1.25. All the losers like Nick, a 9-5 and five record. And uh, it's big. It's very interesting. And I'm excited to see how this plays out. Because this is this is a series that that'll be very interesting to see how it unravels. And this game three is is so incredibly important. I think this series is a real toss up series. I like I I like both teams in this. Uh, you had Max Fried go game two. He pitched lights out. Charlie Morton didn't do great, but he did solid in game one for the Braves. And like you said, I mean, a Freddie Peralta, an ace on most teams, except for a couple contenders. He he's following up starts by both Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns probably the leader for Cy Young he right now. Maybe it's Matt Scherzer. It's going to be a close race at the end of the day, but yeah, it's going to be another great matchup. But what's going to be the key for the Brewers is that offense has got to get going. Mm-hmm. Since 2018, since they've been in the playoffs since 2018, their offense has only averaged a meager two runs a game. Yeah, this offense sucks for them. Like, yes, you got Willie Adamas. Yes, you acquired Eduardo Escobar at the trade deadline. Yes, you have Christian Yelich, although he's not even that good anymore, just like Cody Bellinger, even though he won MVP the year after. They both suck. Um, you know, they they got they got to get their bats going. If they don't get their bats going, who cares how good the pitching is? Eventually, you're going to give up a couple runs, and those I couple agree. runs are going to make the difference. Yeah, one swing can completely change. And-, and let's not forget, I mean, yes, the Braves had a disappointing season, they had the reigning NL MVP and Freddie Freeman on their team still. And, like, you know, sure I was they, talking with... Sure they lost Ronald Acuna Jr., but Freddie Freeman, uh, he's still a great player. I was talking with someone at school, Leo, if you're listening, hi. Um, and we were in Spanish class, and he, we were watching game two. And I was like, shit, the Braves really got this far without not just Acuna, but Ozuna, too. Like, yeah, we, you know, we don't associate with Marcelo Zuna. He's an op. Like, we don't like him. Hits his girlfriend or his wife. You know, he hits women. It's not okay. We don't mess with that, right? But, like, good baseball player. Not a good human. Real good baseball player. And they've been thriving without him. And people have stepped up. Dansby Swanson, my goodness, how he has stepped up. He has been that guy. He, he is the most home runs by shortstop in Braves history, I think. And, I mean, he's filled the void of Ozuna. Like, yeah, they don't play the same position, but people forget. Ozuna led, he had a 177 OPS plus last year. Led the league in homers and in runs batted in. He was a stud. Six MVP, won the Silver Slugger. And Dansby's hit. Dansby's hit very, very, very well. And, uh, yeah, this, this team, this team, this team hits. Every, every position hits. One guy you didn't even bring up yet who should maybe be in the MVP conversation. I, I take back what I just said about Dan Austin Riley. I take back what I said about Dansby Swanson. He uh he did have 27 homers and 88 RBIs, but uh 97 OPS plus puts him in the same boat as DJ LeMahieu. So both DJ LeMahieu did not have a good season, so I take that back. Hey, don't forget about Austin Riley too. Riley's man. right. That- that guy had what 33 home runs, like 107 RBIs. I think his OPS or something like that is almost as good as 
Brandon Crawford or something. Something like that. I, I was OPS, watching MLB Network yesterday. 898 OPS, 132 OPS plus, 33 homers, 107 RBIs. Nick, good memory. Uh, yeah, I was watching MLB Network yesterday, and I think they mentioned he has the same OPS or OPS plus as Brandon Crawford. And Brandon Crawford's had a great season, too, for the Giants. Um, speaking of Brandon Crawford, he should, in my opinion, be an MVP candidate because this team isn't where they are without him or Buster Posey or the street bones that they got. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, th- this Braves team, even without Acuna Jr. and Ozuna, is still a very dangerous lineup. Yeah. you, you got to be careful with them. Yeah, and Riley has stepped up. His first two years were just bad. 80 games in 2019 and 86 OPS plus. 51 games in 2020, again in 86 OPS plus, and people were sitting there like, this This was supposed to be the third baseman of the future. What the fuck's going on? And uh, he put, injuries were a bit of a concern. They they didn't know if he was going to be healthy. He led the league in games played this year. He played 160 games, uh, 900 OPS nearly, 132 OPS plus. Nick mentioned the 33 bombs, 177 ribbies. 33 doubles. You said 177. 107. 107. 177 would be otherworldly. But, yeah, this team can hit. And Austin Riley is a big part of that. He sure is. And, you know, I I eventually do think that if it ends up being a Dodgers-Braves-NLCS matchup, I do believe that the Dodgers would easily handle the Braves. But in a sense, I I could still see the Braves making it competitive games even if the Dodgers win in four or five games yeah no I 100% agree that that this it could be a competitive series and you know how I how I feel about uh about about the Braves you know I like the Braves you even know I've liked the Braves you I think you picked them to go to the World Series at the National League yeah I I they were my World Series pick I like the Braves a lot um and when Acuna went down, I will wholeheartedly English. You know, it's really tough, even for people like us. That this is this is our strong suit. Talking, yeah. And I, I'm suit. trying to learn Spanish in school too. So yeah. imagine good luck with good luck with that. that. No, but when Acuna went down, um, I'll admittedly be the first person to say I was like, "Fuck." Well, that was a really bad pick because they weren't playing well with with that when he was. They, they were under 500. They couldn't get over 500. They're like a game or two under. You know, here's my thing, though. Yes, Acuna went down. Yes, they lost Ozuna. But my mindset, once you make the playoffs, you've got a chance. Like, I'm not counting you out once you make the playoffs, to be honest with you. The, the Braves have been in the playoffs four straight years now through the division. So they've been here. They've done that. They have the experience on the team. They have Charlie Morton, who went to the World Series last year with the Tampa Bay Rays. They have Max Fried, who's a really good postseason pitcher. As I mentioned, Freddie Freeman earlier, he's been on this team for years. He's been through the playoffs before with them. They have enough guys to get it done, even without Acuna. So I'm not going to 100% count them out if they end up facing the Dodgers. That's if both teams even advance. I'm not saying they will. But I do, at the end of the day, believe the Dodgers would easily handle the Braves. Oh, I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I think the Dodgers will beat the Braves, but you never know. You never know. By the way, top of the 11th and still not at four in Boston. So, crucial game for both of those teams. Honestly, if the, if the Braves, if, if Tampa, if this goes five games, Tampa, Tampa doesn't go to the World Series. If Tampa wins these next two games, 
I think they go to the World Series. Do you think they knock off the Astros again? Yeah. As they did last year? Yeah. It's really hard for me to count them out. It's it's so funny, dude. It's like every year we go into the season, we're like, no, nah, Tampa's going to fall off. Trust us. They're going to fall off. They got no stars whatsoever. And then we get to the end of the regular season. Best team in the American League. Division winners. 100 games. Win, win. Yeah. Um, It's like, I don't know how they keep doing it, but you know what that's on the front office you got to give the front office so much credit for getting them where they are without a single superstar player i i don't i i can't no i no. well you can't relate to the recent success of the Rays as the Yankees. fuck you nick how many world series do they have in the past 10 years same amount as us none we both have none should they literally knock you guys out of the playoffs last year? I don't give a shit. They didn't win. If we knocked them out this year and didn't win, it wouldn't have mattered. They still make it further than you guys. I would rather lose. Controversial take. I'd rather okay. lose in the wild card than lose in the World Series. Oh, I, I, I actually agree with that. I would rather lose in the wild card than lose in the ALCS. Or the NLCS. I would rather lose in the wild card than lose in the ALDS or the NLDS. Because if we're going to lose, it's just one game. I don't want my hopes. I don't want my hopes brought up just for my heart to get taken out of my chest. If you're going to lose, just lose. I can agree with the losing in the wild card over losing in the World Series. Just because at that point, that's when you really – once your team makes the World Series, that's when you really start believing they've got a legitimate chance to win it all. Like, I, okay, fine. I believe the Dodgers have a legitimate chance to win it all right now. But you still got to make it there, and then you're one of the last two teams standing. But I always just – even if we lose in the NLCS or if we lose in this NLDS, that's okay in a sense over losing the wild card because – I just like to see us play a series or two. Nah, I agree bro. with the wild card over World Series. I don't agree with the other ones. I oh, like, no. I if we're going to lose, I just want my team to lose. Like, I don't want – I like, if it's just going to be one game, fine. Like, don't. I will – I don't know, dude, because if we – dude, if we won the wild card, if we if we beat Boston, I would have called you up and would have been like, we're winning the World Series. Like I and I wouldn't have been joking. I would have been like, "Yo, we're fucking." Didn't winning you the probably Series. do that during the season when they were in the thirteen game winning streak? Yeah, I called you multiple times. I told you we're winning the World Series. Um, yeah, I'm not someone who does that much. I don't get into the odds and all that. I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, we won a game, but on to the next day. But uh, I will, I will say this: when it comes to, I'd rather lose now than get far just to lose. I will agree with you in the sense that in the regular season because of the way the draft works where it's just the worst team with the worst record uh, you know i don't i will definitely say you know i don't give a shit i will de- i will definitely say you'd rather be last place than middle of the pack Ow. yeah but but again i also don't really give a shit about the draft i don't either that but that's just me. been no i, been I don't give a fuck i don't care about the draft you want to know why you want to know why because like there's going to be, like, some random-ass dude picked in the 15th round that's going to turn out to be the next fucking Jake DeGrom. The only reason I care about the draft is because the Dodgers always develop players well. 
Yeah, it's true. The Yankees develop players well, just not pitchers. Yeah, they, they develop hitters well, for sure. Yeah, we, we got guys who can swing it. But that's our little breakdown, our little recap. Great to get back on the mic. This is where I feel very comfortable and happy, so good to be back here. Apologies for, you know, lacking. It's, it's been a, it's been raw. It's been, it's been very busy the past six weeks for us. So apologies. Yeah, I moved we're gonna, into we're college. Gonna... You're in your first six weeks of high school. Yeah. Um, a lot going on. Got a lot of shit going on. But, but, but we're going to really try to stay more consistent. Um, during the off season, content will still be coming out, you know, whole lot of shit. You know, maybe, maybe the YouTube channel will start up. We'll see who knows. Um, but yeah, that's gonna do it for us. For me, I'm like a Fleischman. That's Nick Bear. I kind of forgot our ending. Wow, that's crazy. It's but, fine. Just, just end it. But, but I'm gonna, I'm it. gonna wing it. You know. Um, we appreciate you guys for tuning again. You can follow us on the Baseball Plug Podcast dot com. Um, that's our website and the Baseball Plug Podcast underscore on Instagram. On Instagram, you can find me msf zero four one six underscore. Yep, the the username was changed. <laughs> And on Twitter, Micah underscore zero four one six. And you can find me on Twitter at Nicholas Bear Seven and on Instagram at Nicholas Golfer. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Peace out.